Okay, so hi and welcome back to the Eat, Sleep, Lift, Repeat podcast with myself, your host, Charlotte Mitchell from Charlotte Mitchell Coaching. And I'm really excited today to be joined by my first ever guest, um, Amy Tyler from Coached by Amy. Um, and she's on Instagram at amytyler.fit. And I'm going to let her introduce herself right now. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be the first guest, I have to say. It's, it's my first ever podcast as well. So yeah, um, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, so yeah, my name is Amy Tyler. Um, I am an online fitness coach um, at Coach by Amy. And um, I also have a busy corporate job um, working for a large UK bank um, and lots of other things going on in my life. I have a partner, a dog, house renovation. Um, yes, all sorts of things going on. But um my kind of um yeah I'm an online fitness coach and that's kind of what I'm all about I guess what made you so I'm gonna like jump right in there because I think that's amazing but what's made you want to step so so you've got a corporate job what's made you want to step sideways step into coaching so it's 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 really interesting because I was talking to my family about this and they were like if we'd have seen you at school you'd have been the last person you expected to become an online fitness coach like I was I hated sports I hated exercise I was pretty chubby overweight kid um I was I think I had a period for like eight weeks at one point to avoid having to do swimming lessons I just like I was not it was not for me at all and then it was only really when I got into my probably early 20s and I just I had this realization of like I'm living like a middle-aged woman and in my early 20s and I have so much more in more life in me that I'm not really taking advantage of um, and so I started trying to get into fitness. I tried all sorts of things that were not for me. I convinced myself I liked running for about um, six months before I realized I really hated it. Um, and I eventually, discovered, yeah, I mean, everyone does it, I think. Yeah. But I kind of went through various things and eventually discovered weight training. And I got myself a coach, kind of did go through quite a dramatic physical transformation, lost quite a lot of weight, got a lot more confident. But through that process, I was like, a lot of what you do in coaching is actually very similar to what you do as a manager. In okay. It's about bringing the best out in people. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to give here in this industry that mm-hmm. was a bit different. I felt like um, I also, I had a coach that who wasn't quite so great and I mm-hmm. got a bit burnt by that. And I just thought that there was a real market out there for kind of coaching for busy corporate women who didn't want to be told to jump on the treadmill every yeah. morning in the cardio will be told and eat to chicken and broccoli eat chicken and broccoli exactly yeah. um and so yeah I just realized I wanted to do something that and also I think do something I felt like I was really making a difference yeah. I think the corporate world especially in the pandemic when you got when all the social life of it was taken away from you and you're just at your desk the reality of the work I was doing became quite clear and I was like actually I'd rather do something where I'm really making a difference and yeah really helping people yeah definitely agree with that I think um that that gets termed like being of service I hate that term I like it's like giving back isn't it like exactly. feel like you know you've learned something and that's impacted your life and now you want to pass that on to other people and just kind of like each person you can try and help that person will pass it on to the next person you know some kind of impact and then before you know it you you're helping so many people that you never even realized that you were ever going to help it's exactly that and I think it's also I think once you start 
like I'm that's, I'm the sort of person that I get a bit obsessed with things and yeah. I, when I started getting into training I suddenly was like oh this is quite interesting oh I'm learning about exercise mechanics now oh I'm gonna mm-hmm. learn about nutrition and I just kept on finding more and more things to, to scratch out almost and it's yeah. one of those things where I think I just always feel like there's more to learn and more to to take on and the more that I can absorb that and then give it out to my clients yeah kind of the better yeah definitely so how so then I've got to know like how are you balancing working like you're in a corporate job so I don't I I work I coach so I still coach with horses I coach in person um and I've worked for myself for 13 years um it's a really long time um so I, I I have that freedom so I don't know what that's like how are you balancing your corporate job with a busy coaching business and then your own training and house renovation and a dog and a partner how are you balancing all of that so um not well a lot of the time <laughs> um, it's it's a bit one of those things that's a little bit trial and error and I've had yeah. to try lots of different things and there are times when it does become ridiculous and yeah. like nervous breakdown starts to set in but I think a few things that have massively helped me is one is just setting boundaries so I have a an aggressively scheduled outlook calendar that is like I'm incredibly tight with my time I make sure that I do my corporate job eight or six Monday to Friday but I don't check my emails for it um for better or for worse I'm sure my boss would rather I did but I don't check my emails for it outside of that time yeah I then always try and schedule myself two hours in the evening to work on coaching and that I try as best I can to really be clear as to what I want to get out of that time yeah um, I'm just, I'm quite structured with myself because if I wasn't, I would just flip from thing to thing without doing anything and not actually adding any value. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also important as a coach, and I'm, I'm sure you find this, that you make sure that when you are being present for your clients, you're like properly present for them. Yeah. Like you don't reply to messages on the fly. You do it focused and kind of yeah. make sure you're the best for them. And it's I think for me, it's making sure I'm giving the best of me in any single scenario. Yeah. Um, the house renovation it's a little bit of um outsourcing um so I'm delegation very good at delegation um yeah I think a lot of a lot of it as well is just like being realistic about what you can do I like I went through a phase and I've stopped doing it to myself now I would write out a to-do list and it would just be like everything on there and it would just be ridiculous to the point that I'd never do anything and everything would get rolled over day after day until like three weeks later I still had one thing on there I'd still not done Whereas now I'm a bit more realistic and I'm like, right, what are the three things I genuinely yeah, need definitely. to get today? And if I don't do those, if I don't do those, there's a real problem. Everything yeah. else is a nice bonus. Um, so yeah, I think that's the other thing. Um, it's just being really clear about what you actually can achieve and not yeah. not trying to be superwoman because like I say this to my clients all the time, like you're not, you're a human being and you have you have limits. So you've got to yeah. kind of respect them. Oh yeah, and I think we normalise as women um kind of go because we all have like so many different hats that we put on. But actually instead of putting one on and taking one off, we just stack them on top of each other. And then you try and do all of those hats in one go. And I'm the same with my diary and it's colour coordinated. So when things are like business related, they're like purple because my business is very purple to me. That's that's the color that it kind of speaks to me. And um, anything for me then is in red. So like when I stop in the day, so I can really see those colors. And it's so important, like you said, like time boundaries and like knowing that you do take one hat off. So I try to 
um, make sure my ladies get to the point that they are, you know, what what do you want? You, the name, you know, want. Not you, the mum, you, the, um, you know, if you work from home or like you're the, you have, you're the one that happens to be the one that cleans the house, cooks the food, taxi driver, you know, not all of those hats, like getting down to the root of you. Um, but so hard, isn't it? For like, I think definitely for women, I feel like we, yeah, we definitely stick all those tops, those hats on top of our head and yeah, we're really I mean, reluctant sometimes to let go as well. And look, a lot of people, a lot of us place a lot of, I've definitely find with my clients and I, I do it myself, but you place a lot of value on yourself as like, you the partner or you yeah. the mum and you almost struggle to shake that off and like you say just be what do you actually want and it's yeah. I do the same thing with my clients we'll kind of drill down to but what are your goals and so often they'll be like well my partner's got a big event coming up or yeah. the, the kids have got this in the and I'm like no but what do you want to get out yeah. what, what's your goal because yeah and I, I mean I do the same I sit there and worry about my partner's career or like you know and you and it's hard sometimes to put yourself first and yeah. um, one thing yeah. that I say to people is like when I a client asked me the other day like how do you have such good work-life balance and I was like well I, I think the idea of work-life balance assumes that you do both at the same time yeah and you don't you need to work or do life and you need to make sure that you're when you're working you're 100% present and when you're yeah. doing life you're 100% present and it's hard yeah. to do but even for small periods of time you'll get more out of it oh yeah yeah I really agree with that and it's that's the same I think we're going out and putting that effort into like into your family as well and the time and friends and going out for dinner and stuff and not sticking your phone on the table and like because I have like notifications come up all the time and I'm like no put your phone in your handbag put it on silent and be present at this moment I have to do this even with stupid things like food like I sit down and I'm like eat your food this is food time this is not like um scroll through scroll through tiktok time or anything like that i actually make myself read a book now um because i need something to do but yeah being present in in what you're doing so you are yeah definitely giving that 100% to that that one thing definitely i think that point around food as well is really interesting it's something that i talk to clients a lot about they're, they're sick of me talking about it i'm sure i'm like eat your food mindfully chew your food properly be yeah. present in the moment but i genuinely find for a lot of people a lot of the reasons that people have challenging like relationships with food and stuff is because they don't ever take the time to properly be present and just yeah. enjoy food for it's just food and so I'm a bit the same I'm I when I was working in the office I would go out and get my lunch come back at my desk and I would treat it as a break if yeah. I was doing emails and I was yeah. like what am I doing like yeah. I could go sit in a, on a seat around the corner and eat my lunch but I never did it and it's something that I'm trying more and more now to like like you say take that time yeah. to be present mindfully eat and just not it's hard though right it's so hard and it's one of those things that I treat as like I'm sure you're the same like Instagram's like partly my job and partly yeah. my relaxation it's yeah. very hard to break the two but I'll just sit and scroll on reels like for hours and oh I know present. yeah but if yeah if I want to kill 30 minutes just go through reels and yeah. I'm like oh no man 30 minutes gone past I'm like hey you, you killed the time but again like but it does I think the, the reading for me makes me I like either read the news or do something it makes me eat slower as well otherwise like I'm an in, I'm an inhaler so I will <laughs> eat really fast because you're always going on to the next thing next thing next thing next thing and food like 
at that point like it's just like a bit of an inconvenience I forget to eat my coach tells me off for this and she's like how do you forget to eat and I'm like I don't know like I just I get to like half past three and realize I haven't eaten since seven it's just it's just the way I go and then I'm like oh no I haven't eaten like right now what's the quickest thing I can grab and how fast can I eat it and how quickly can I go back to the next thing and she's like man you've got to stop like don't do that um so yeah like that it's just so hard though isn't it to I think it just separating out yourself and um knowing that like if you get up to go training that's just training that's not check your phone on your rest time and um you know be answering messages or checking your work emails on your rest that's training like put your head yeah, in that game it's so easy to do the two at the same time. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm terrible for it. Um, even like I train stupidly early in the morning and even then I'll be like checking my emails during my training, which is just stupid because no one's emailing me at half five. <laughs> let's be honest. Um, but it's it's one of those things that, yeah, it's just around, I think today's society, we're so used to having just information overload all the time that sometimes just stripping it back to the basics and just being present in one thing. Our brains yeah. don't know how to do that. Um, and it takes a bit of practice and, yeah, it's it's not. And it's, I'm definitely not great at it. I do sometimes flip between browser windows while I'm doing something, or on a on a Teams call, like doing something else at the same time. Yeah. But it's about like just doing what you can, I guess, to be as present as possible, and just to even if you have a few moments where you're really, really present, that's better than nothing at all. It's a lot of work, though, doesn't it? I I was talking to my dad about this at the weekend, and there's like I think there's two types of people. There's the person that you know, if you accomplish the task. So okay, so if you if you accomplish a task, what's your next thought? Mine is mine is always um, can I take a break now? Okay, I'm that person. I'm like, well, can I take a break now? Or what have I forgotten to do? I always yeah. have this and never ending fear of like, what have I forgotten to do? What have I, have, have I actually done it? Yep. missed it so then you get the other type of person that you accomplish a task and then you're thinking okay what ne- what's next what's next you're never satisfied at that moment um and that's that is again so I'm like that so I'll accomplish something I'll set myself a target accomplish it and not take a second either to like celebrate that moment and and that goes back to being the mindful in the moment of the of being very present I kind of go oh yeah whatever like next and it takes so much you should so much time to try and stay I have it tattooed on my wrist for God's sake to like live live today like be right now um so that you're not continuously going okay done that next done that next um because yeah, you don't gain any satisfaction a lot as well as like and I'm definitely I'm the person well with my tasks I'm very much like can I take a break now? Mm. Um, I think I, I struggle to focus sometimes. I think that's probably why. But I do find that I'm the sort of person, and I think it's if people who have businesses, I tend to find it like this, where they're always thinking like two or three months down the line or two mm. or three years down the line. Like I'm, I'm sitting here at the moment thinking like, um, what am I going to be doing this time next year? Yeah. Like, am I going to be full-time and coaching yet? Where am I going to be? Where's my house going to be? Like wait, always waiting for the next thing to be achieved rather than just celebrating the success of now yeah. and just enjoying where you're at. Um, and it's something that's really hard to do because you're kind of, it's kind of instilled into you to always want more. Mm-hmm. Um, actually just to live, I just say live for the now is it's challenging. Like it's, yeah. It really is. It really, really, really is. Um, yeah. And I think then it, it makes you 
forget the little things in life. You're always living for the next big thing. And you forget those little small things. And our lives are made up of very few big things and then a lot of very small little things. And we forget to celebrate those little small things. Absolutely. Sure. And I think sometimes you like I think the, the pandemic, I think definitely, I mean, everyone's probably sick of hearing about the pandemic, but I do think it did help us kind of realize some of that stuff. Like I was talking to someone in my day job the other day. And I was saying the big problem with doing this job without being in the office is that you don't have those little tiny conversations over the coffee maker or mm-hmm. something yeah. where you suddenly have like nuggets of ideas and being trapped in the house for six months. Like you, it, you really appreciated the small things. Like yeah. I remember my first cup of coffee from Pret after lockdown. It's so I good, right? That. It was amazing. I'm like, I haven't made <laughs> this. This is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I did the same. There was those little moments that you kind of, you took for granted until they were taken away and then you're like I really want them back now yeah yeah for sure so speaking of like celebrating the moment I want to like circle back because you posted on Instagram um and some people want to see this so I want to touch on it because I really enjoyed it about um not putting on before and after pictures of clients anymore I'm actually um celebrating them where they are now um and I'd love to I'd love to know like why you felt that need to do that because it goes against the grain of what we see sort of through shreds and like you know 12 week challenges and stuff like oh my god you can achieve this but actually when when you actually look they probably had an it was an old picture of what they've achieved and then a new picture of where they are now so I'd love to know sort of your thoughts as to why and then maybe like what how your clients have reacted to that so in terms of the why, it was something that I was sitting on for quite a long time. Um, and I've been going back and forth on it. And a, a part of me felt compelled every week to put up like mm. a piece of social proof talking about client win. And it was always this pursuit of progress pictures. And I, I, I've i had a couple of like genuinely mind-blowing physical transformations from people. But even when I put the picture up, it doesn't really capture what actually the change was and yeah. I'm I'm not a physique coach there are people in the industry for whom I think these images are perfectly appropriate and the right thing to use if you are chasing if you're a bodybuilder or if you're yeah. chasing um physique very specific physique based goals but for my clients the, the kind of line I use with um in my marketing is kind of I want to help busy professional women to thrive and mm-hmm. Having been super lean myself, I was not thriving. I was pretty miserable. And I got sucked in way back by those before and after pictures. And I remember being genuinely upset when my coach wasn't posting my picture. Because I was like, I need to get leaner. I need to get leaner because I need to be the one who gets on his page. I want that. Yeah. Um, And as I was kind of going through client progress pictures and stuff, I had a couple of clients, one of whom actually, she she was my first like celebrate now post. Um, she's been with me a while she had amazing results but the results really they weren't particularly visible in progress pictures but what was incredible was her energy levels were better she bounced back from having covid like she had an incredible um lifestyle change and that was the win not really like how she looked in her underwear yeah and I think that was another part of it was my clients are busy professional women with careers and LinkedIn profiles and yeah don't want to be in their underwear underwear. they don't I was kind of I was noticing that I wasn't really getting much traction on those posts anyway 
And it just got me thinking like what, what really matters. And then I think the big, well, there were two kind of big game changer moments for me. One was one of my clients who is dieting for a photo shoot in a few weeks time was starting to get really worked up about how she was looking. It was starting to get really angsty about I'm not lean enough. I'm not lean enough. What am I going to do for my peak week? And I was like, we're not peaking you because you're not a bodybuilder. Stop following those, those accounts. And I just realized that I was starting to play into that side of the industry and that's not yeah. really what we do it's mindset it's habit it's mental well-being it's the the physique stuff's a nice byproduct of actually the lifestyle change yeah and that combined with the fact that I was doing a photo shoot and had done literally zero prep for it I was eating a Nando's the night before um I'd eaten a pizza two nights before like, I had been to the gym in a week um and I was like actually it doesn't matter like how you look for me, my marketing should be, and the clients I want to attract aren't really the people who want to get super shredded. Like there are coaches out there for that. And there is a right coach for everybody. But for me, I wanted to bring people in who really felt like I was going to help them change their lives, not just look better in their pants. Yeah. Yeah. And I I really like that. And I like that point about the fact that, you know, um, they have got LinkedIn profiles and they don't want to be, seen because I'm the same and I've got some really amazing transformations and they're like I don't want to be on your page in the underwear thanks <laughs> um, you, you kind of get it because you yeah. know in our industry like you see it all the time and I mean I put my auntie did make the comment to me at the weekend she was like you're very brave to put the pictures you put on your Instagram up and I was yeah. like oh, thank you because I mean I do put pictures of me in my underwear because that's kind of I don't know I just do it there's no real reason for it I'm just a bit of a narcissist obviously but um I think yeah like clients don't want to do it it's a it's a nerve-wracking thing it's not something that's for everybody and actually I'd rather celebrate clients having amazing wins at work or feeling amazing on their birthday or going out one of my clients sent me a lovely message saying she went out for her birthday and didn't feel any guilt for enjoying a pizza and she was like it's the first time in years I have not felt guilty for eating pizza and I was like that's a win that's what we should be celebrating not not like whether you've dropped three inches on your glutes or whatever yeah and I think, you know, when you said, like, um, I'm obviously a, a narcissist or something, I don't think that's true. I think that you, you've you done something really quite um, outside of the comfort zone to have a photo shoot, to have, like, even just a, a, a body confidence, like a celebration of who you are and where you are kind of photo shoot. And I think, again, like, posting the pictures pushes you slightly outside of your comfort zone as well. And yeah. it's sort of, you know, it's just like, you know, I, I can do this. I can help you do the same thing and feel confident in who you are and and know, and it's not not in a bad way, no, I'm not shredded because actually that's not normal. You might see it like you see the top 1% all the time, but that's not normal. This, this, how I feel about myself right now, and I hate the word normal, but this is, this is, this is life. And that yeah, is, this is what the, Instagram what the human body looks like when it's not been dieting for months, yeah. and months on end. And I think for me as well, like one of the things that I'm, I was quite aware of is like, I think in the industry, a lot of the time, and I've had, I've had this comment from a few of my clients who've worked with PTs or coaches in the past, you do get a lot of, because of the nature of the industry, a lot of very, very well-meaning young people who come in, who are incredibly genetically blessed, yeah. um, like look fantastic were the kids at school who we were all jealous of and it's very difficult sometimes to relate to that and actually like that I think is the benefit of 
like for me coming into the industry a little bit later and one of the things that I used to struggle with was like where do I fit in the industry because I'm not a kind of bouncy 18 year old like I've, I've got like I've had life experience like I've lived I've got a career I've I've been quite significantly overweight I've been quite significantly underweight but actually that kind of helps and that is relatable and it's just around constantly I think as a coach like challenging yourself and putting yourself out of your comfort zone because that shows people like you say that you can do the same thing too yeah definitely and I had the same thing just from the other end of the spectrum so I work with older women who are like menopausal and um one of them said to me the other day you know she's seen things of other women say oh I've come out the other side and it was like a life transformation and oh it was so amazing and she said I'm not there and I feel like crap because I've seen your post and I don't feel like that and now I'm I feel like really like really crappy about myself because I can't get there and I don't know how to get there and she said it actually damaged her more seeing somebody put that and it's it's hard because then you have to sort of say to her that you know you haven't seen the journey that person's taken to get to that end place um you haven't seen the the rubbish she's had day in day out and uh, you know the turmoils you're just seeing you know 15 years later she's like yeah it's amazing I've got there and she's like true and I think it's that cliched expression like Instagram is a highlight reel like people don't I mean and even people who say they and I mean I've been guilty of this recently I've had a really crappy couple of days and I just didn't go on Instagram because yeah, I was like oh I've me like screaming at my boyfriend that's not going to help anybody so you know you don't you don't share everything and it's very easy to put up a post that goes look how great I am now yeah. and it doesn't share the full story um something that I say to clients um well I, I tell them to unmute and unfollow people that make them feel like crap um because it's important to do that yeah. but I also say like just remember that you can't skip to the end of the book like you can't get you can't go to the last chapter and appreciate yeah. the story you've got to go through the process you've got to go through the times where you're feeling like you're feeling now you've got to deal with that because that will make you appreciate when you're at the end of the book yeah how good it is and I think it's just about always remembering that like you're on a journey don't compare yourself it's really cliched but it, yeah it I know true. and it like and that journey sometimes doesn't actually have an end destination we we focus so much on goals whereas actually like the majority of people need a lifestyle shift that you're going to have many like milestones along the way but the ultimate goal is to forever um feel comfortable around your food not have food anxiety be able to eat out be able to maintain your weight have a, I don't know, BMI is like, like completely outmoded now, but be in a relatively, you know, healthy body fat yeah. range. Um, and then have a, a mindset where you're not constantly berating yourself, you know, being, you know, trying to look for the good things and know that you are a good person and you're happy with who you are. And somebody said like, um, being able to high five yourself, God knows, but actually it does work Weird things. Um, and knowing that, you know, your stress is okay, your sleep is okay, blah, 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 blah. And knowing that you can do that for the rest of your life rather than just thinking, I want to get to this weight and this weight would be the one. Whenever someone comes to me and goes, I have a goal weight, I'm like, I'm not going to set that as your goal. Like you can have that in your mind, but it honestly won't help. And actually I find for a lot of people stepping away from a kind of really tangible, like single number goal or a single, like it's good, as you say, it's good to have milestones and it's good to have kind of aims but I think aiming for anything that's kind of a point in time yeah. is 
kind of it can be quite damaging um and like I always say to clients like we have a I do goal setting calls with my clients every 12 weeks Mm -hmm. to kind of to accept the fact that your goal will move like you might have wanted fat loss but actually you might reach a point where it's not right for you yeah um I also work with um uh I, I do prenatal um coaching as well and with a lot of those ladies it's kind of like look we have the goal of getting you to the end of your pregnancy healthy but we're not yeah. stopping the end of your pregnancy like we keep going afterwards and we think about having a good kind of recovery from birth and then onwards it's about yeah. kind of always recognizing that the goal the goalposts are always going to shift and that's kind of yeah yeah I've had, yeah I've had some ladies that have now stepped away from we don't actually weigh what we do is we pick out clothing out of the wardrobe that they haven't fitted in for ages and they're yeah. like, right, I've got this pair of trousers. I'm like, well, okay, well, that's our aim. Um, because they, they, you know, they love those trousers, but they were standing on the scales every day. And then I get messages going, oh, it's, it's not shifted, it's not this. I'm like, let's go put those scales and have a little, like, have a little breakup with them and, you know, argue with them, whatever, and then put them in a cupboard and let them gather dust. Because they're not, they're not helping you and they're right. impacting you. And we also, like, get so focused on um, weighing people like weekly weigh-ins or weighing a couple of times a week and and yeah for like some people it's fine like I weigh I weigh daily but I'm I don't look there are Fitbit scales I don't have to look I yeah, just look at I the end of the week I find I if I, I get caught up on the number um, yeah I find I have clients and they'll say to me like they'll, they'll go for the check-in form and it'll be like yeah I've smashed it on nutrition I feel great about my relationship with food um I, my training's been amazing this week but the scales are up it's been a rubbish week and I'm like scales put them in as you say like gather dust and focus on something else like focus on something that is a tangible output and actually I I mean I have clients that we don't even weigh anymore because I'm like it's it's not helping you if you send me some send me a progress pictures I can make a judgment and yeah you say use clothing or use how you're feeling like eventually like you shouldn't need to worry about what you weigh because no one else cares about it apart from you and no one else ever knows about it apart from you no one walks up to you on the street and says how much do you weigh (laughs) And like when people say to me, like, oh, I, I, my, my weight was up and so it ruined my entire day. And I was like, oh, it's, yeah, it's a number yeah. and it's so fickle. Yeah, yeah I could wrap it all day. But then it goes back to how you speak to yourself in the morning as well. You know, that first thing that you do. And I've done that with messages as well. And I, I haven't meant to, but I've read a message and it's set that mindset up for the rest of the day. And yeah. I'm like, God damn it. Like, don't do that. But the scale does the same thing. And you set on it and you kind of go like, <gasps> oh my god it's thinking it's thinking this is what my fitbit scale does it goes thinking and you're like oh no right is it good it's bad is it good it's bad and then it's like ding, and you're like oh yeah and you have that like you either have that like oh or mm. yeah <laughs> yeah and i think that point around messages in the morning as well like, i do the same thing i'll open up an email or something and it will affect my yeah. entire morning and i think um another thing i mean going back to the previous point around kind of balance and stuff like starting your day off in a way that you you have complete control of yeah. is so important even yeah. if for me it is stumbling to the gym stupidly early like that's I'm in control of that I'm bizarrely choosing to do it yeah um I think it yeah I think kind of not letting anything else external to you control how you feel is it's a challenge but it's really important yeah I see I see some of your stories at the times and I'm like man I was asleep then like yeah it, is... it's ridiculous it's yeah it's really quiet at that time yeah, not, yeah. Like, every machine it's fine oh amazing are you like naturally are you a naturally a morning person or um, i used to be so when i when i was working in the city um like commuting i would get like the 5 45 train in that was an out of choice though that well 
I could have got the later one, but I wanted a seat more than I wanted to be in bed. Um, I used to use my commute to watch TV and stuff, so I used to go in early. Um, and then, yeah, I, I started going really early in the morning when we started working from home when the gyms reopened. And I just kind of got into the habit of doing yeah. it. Um, and now I wouldn't have time to go after work with coaching. Um, and yeah, it just means I can get it done. And it kind of gives me, it's not ideal. And my coach does keep telling me off. And it's like, it's not optimal. And I'm like, I know it's not, but it's also like, it's that or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's that. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it? Yeah, it's that or that or nothing. Pick one. Exactly. exactly. Um, yeah, it's not ideal, but it, it works. Amazing. Have you got any ladies going through to like, uh body confidence like photo shoots or ones that are doing yeah so I've got a client um she so I did my shoot back in April and um she lives quite locally to me so I was like oh why why don't you come down and um like come and be my social media person for the day and she couldn't make it in there which is unfortunate but ever since then she was like I quite like to do one quite like to do one so I was like right well let's do it yeah Um, she's doing it in a few weeks now which is um really exciting she looks amazing um and she's in a yeah, she's been really enjoying, I mean, she'll probably moan about it, but she has been really enjoying the kind of process. I think it's um, it's quite satisfying, I think, when you're in a routine like that and you get your yeah. time them. Um, she's definitely really enjoyed it. Um, That's another yeah, one of those yeah. little mini, mini milestones. and Exactly. And I think it's nice to have that thing to kind of celebrate and look back on. Like, yeah. she's not in the industry at all, but for her, it's just around kind of, I want to celebrate me. I want yeah. to celebrate what I've achieved. and. And definitely, yes, stepping outside that comfort zone, that is a hard thing to go and do a photo shoot is really hard because you just suddenly, you literally have all eyes on you um, and all lights on you. Everything's on Mm. you. Um, So I think, again, it's like that stepping, you know, being nurtured to step outside of a comfort zone is so important through the journeys that people take. Um, And so, so rewarding for you to be able to help them to step into that place absolutely I, I much like the messages that I love to get from people aren't the ones where it's like I look amazing it's the ones that are like I feel amazing yeah. I got one one a few months ago a client sent me and she was like I was out for a, I went out for a night out and I didn't worry once about how my outfit looked I just felt really good like I just felt amazing yeah. and like that's that's like confidence right that's what you yeah. that's what you want to get everybody to um so yeah I'm really excited for a photo shoot in a few weeks time it's going to be it's gonna be fun it'll be nice as well to not be in front of the camera um because it is quite um yeah like you say it's quite a nerve-wracking thing yeah. so I'm quite looking forward to being behind the scenes amazing so in that case then how do you but the body positivity thing is like it's such a it's oh I hate buzzwords it's a buzzword it's definitely a buzzword at the moment in the industry isn't it yeah um it grates against me how does it how does it make you feel so I I really struggle with it because the idea of loving your body I think 100% yeah I really struggle with the idea that wanting to change your body is a bad thing yeah and I find that with the body positivity movement there are like the more extreme end of it I'm not I, I'm not a medical professional so I can't pass judgments on people's like medical health but I do think that any movement that makes somebody feel bad for wanting to lose weight get fitter you know change how their body looks I think I just I can't see how that is genuinely positive yeah like the my view has always been like you are in complete control of anything that you want to do to yourself like you deserve you can control everything that goes into your body you can control everything your body does yeah you are in control and if you want to change it and that is entirely 
your choice do it safely do it like with professional help if you need to but don't don't feel you can't change because and I think it promotes a really fixed mindset as well like I'll always be like this that like Mm. how I look at my identity which I just don't I don't really buy it yeah I think sometimes you get both ends of the spectrum as well you get the the body positive and this is hard this is like so basically I see a lot on Instagram of a functioning anorexic they are very 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 thin and we can see it other people glorify it and they're like oh my god you look so amazing and then we'll look at it and be like okay but how are your internal markers like how's how is the rest of you because we see like beyond that but then you go back to the other end of that horseshoe is um very very overweight people and again we look and go okay but how are your internal markers and you get the extremes of them are both coming back to the same point of like okay yeah but this may be what you're saying externally but how are you internally how are your internal markers how how your internal health markers how is your mental health and then how are those interacting with each other and it gets uh yeah it gets really scary I think I think people get really caught up on like the ideology of it as well and like I was I was looking at something that's down Instagram and it was a, a very well-known coach being like, I'm not anti-diet, like, but I don't think anyone should diet forever. And I was like, obviously, like, yeah. that should be an obvious thing. If dieted forever, you'd yeah, be like, gone. You'd be yeah, dead. So, but like, I feel like people get so caught up in like what, t- what title they give themselves, whether they're yeah. health at every size, whether they're body positive. We love a label. And like, yeah, we do. And like, you go, only have to go through hashtags on Instagram to realise yeah. how many of them there are. And you just think, I just think like you've got to let people do what's right for them and you've got and the ultimate goal should be just to be ultimately healthy yeah <laughs> like and that covers like physical health markers your mental health your kind of mental well-being your social health like you've got to look at the full picture and yeah I I mean it's interesting like when I started with my current coach I initially had a very misguided view that I was going to do a bodybuilding competition. Don't okay. ask why. I've been going to the gym for too long, and clearly, like, it got in my head. I spend too much time on social media during the <laughs> yeah, lockdown. Yeah, going yeah, do this. Yeah, and everybody does. Yeah. Um, and I had a very long, long, long chat with my coach, and she was like, why do you want to do this? And I was like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and it was only through having the conversation that we kind of – we were both chatting back and forth and she was like look health has got to be your number one priority like you've got to prioritize like having healthy hormones having good digestion like being able to function for your business and I just feel like that that mentality of just be healthy like just like it's it's so easy to to glorify hyperlene or to glorify like quite big yeah and actually it's just just go for what's healthy and it might not be the most aesthetically pleasing all the time yeah it's about being healthy yeah definitely definitely I think that's quite a good place <laughs> it's about being healthy yeah I know yeah completely agree with you that um in all of it and it, again it's it, it probably ties back to everything from balancing life and balancing you know all the hats we have and um the before and after pictures and the body positivity everything is just about be just trying to be the healthiest version of you and whatever that looks like for you um and getting the help that you need that's the beauty of coaching I think as well and like I'm I'm sure your coaching is the same like you 
it's never like cookie cutter or like yeah. kind of like yeah. giving somebody it's everything is like what does what's right for that individual yeah. what's right for one person might be completely wrong for the yeah. next person yeah absolutely. And I think that's like the yeah it is it's just about doing exactly what's right for you and balancing everything like it's not just about dieting or exercise it's about the whole picture yeah awesome I think that's that's brought it that brought that round in a very natural full circle. It was a very neat little circle, wasn't I it? I know. I quite liked that. That actually wasn't intentional either. It just kind of came around that way. Cool. So if you could remind everyone where they can find you. So if you head to my Instagram, it's at amytyler.fit. Um Every time I say that, I get teased. A guy doing a lot of my photo shoots with keeps laughing. It's like Amy Tyler fit. Um, <laughs> it's not Amy Tyler dot fit. Um, it was the only handle. Uh, I didn't. I did not go there with that. No, one I know, but Ben he keeps on doing it, and every time I talk to him, he does it, and I'm like, please stop, please stop. You're never, he's never going to forget it, though, is he? It's very memorable. It's fine. Yeah. Exactly. It's really hard to get Instagram names because I just changed mine, and I was like, everyone yeah, has my that. name. Um, I know. The amount of Amy Tyler's there are out there yeah. in this industry is really annoying. I know. So I could do my name with like a random stream of numbers and afterwards. And I was like, no. So we I had to go through a lot of different names and then did a little Instagram poll. So for any of you that want to find me, um, I am at Charlotte Mitchell Coaching on Instagram. Sure, the same is for Amy as it is for me. Our DMs are always open if anything in the podcast at all today has resonated with you you want to know more about slide in to those dms because we're always um always happy to chat and just impart knowledge really that's that's what we're here for um so yeah uh, i hope you are all having an amazing afternoon morning evening it's evening for us but not for you potentially listening hope you're having an amazing time and it will be goodbye from me charlotte and goodbye from amy thanks guys lovely to chat cool and i'll catch you all next time